If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. The Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. All right, we got Michelle Obama talk. We'll get to that. I'll get to some emails. Dome says she's ready to serve. The White House is frustrated with their attorney general, and it's kind of horrific. Why? All that so much more is coming this hour, hopefully, on the world famous Jesse Kelly Show. Now, I want to begin with the Michelle Obama thing because it's ugly, and I just want to get off of it really quickly. As you well know, I've long predicted, long, I mean, everyone's saying it now, but years ago, two or three years ago, I told you they were going to kick Joe Biden out. They were not going to let him run again. They were going to replace him with somebody. And I have always, and I still think that it was going to be Gavin Newsom. He's the one they truly love. He's a fundraising machine. Uh, I've always thought it was going to be Newsom. Michelle Obama is the one of those ones who always gets brought up that no, it's going to be Michelle. No, it's going to be Michelle. I didn't think it would be. I'm starting to get more and more concerned. And I heard something over the weekend that really, really made me concerned. Now, before I play what I heard over the weekend, I just want to make sure everyone remembers all these people, Republican and Democrat, when they run for president, they all, all of them do the same thing. I'm not going to run. I have no interest. 
I am not running. And the second they announce, you know, I wasn't going to run, but so many people have asked me to. Look, I didn't want to. I, I don't even want to be president. I, I don't want to be the most powerful person on the, per, on the planet. I, p- politics is not for me, but I feel so obligated to this nation. And so many people have begged me, Jesse, you're the best. Come save us. That with a humble heart, I feel like I have to do it. David Axelrod of the Obamas, remember, he's one of the Obama henchmen. I don't know whether he was trying to calm any fears on the left that Michelle might run and kick Joe Biden out, but he didn't calm any fears for me. I heard this and I got super concerned. Michelle Obama, Obama loves this country. She's she's a, a brilliant person and a brilliant communicator, but she was a conscript to politics. She never was interested in a political life. So, uh, you know, she uh, she is not someone who likes politics. She doesn't like the tone and tenor of politics. Uh, and I would be floored if she would consent to that. I have as much chance of dancing in the Bolshoi Ballet next year than uh, than that she would be president of the United States. Uh-oh. Michelle, Michelle loves this country. Did you hear what else he said in there? Did you hear what else he said? He was essentially setting her up to do exactly what I said for her to give up and give that press conference. Look, as you've heard, I don't even like politics. Did you hear what else? She doesn't like the tone or tenor of politics. You hear that part? Listen again. Listen to this. Michelle Obama, Obama loves this country. She's she's a, a brilliant person and a brilliant communicator, but she was a conscript to politics. She never was interested in a political life. So, uh, you know, she... Uh, she is not someone who likes politics. She doesn't like the tone and tenor of politics. Doesn't like the tone and tenor. Do you hear that set up too? You know what that's the setup for? I'm Michelle, just an America-loving first lady. And I don't like all this, all this nastiness back and forth. It's just so nasty. I just want to bring everybody together. Can you imagine feminized America falling in love with that clearly dishonest message and Michelle Obama doesn't like politics. She was the most involved first lady by a mile of my 42 years on this planet. Michelle Obama loves power and hates America. And those two things go hand in hand. Sorry, Michelle. Not only do I know your background, I've seen the video. You at a patriotic celebration, leaning into your hubby's ear and saying for the camera to see all this for a dang flag, only you didn't say dang. A real hate on for this country. And she is perfectly set up, perfectly set up to do the, I wasn't going to do it, but I just love this country so much. I hate politics. I don't like the tone and tenor. I just want to do things the right way. And save America. And man, is there going to be a, a nice appetite for that after four years of this? I, uh, um, anyway, <laughs> and I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. I was just thinking, uh, uh, 
anyway, I, I just look, I mean, they just announced Joe Biden's going to have to go through all presidents do a bunch of medical tests. They're skipping the cognitive test. I'm not making that up. They just announced this right before the show. Joe Biden's skipping the cognitive test. Yeah, Joe, believe me, buddy. I get it. You see, when I got out of the Marines, I started going to community college. And I don't know if you know this, but I'm really stupid. And especially when it comes to math. And algebra is a really stupid subject. It's really stupid. Did you know that? Algebra is stupid. There are letters. Why are there even letters? What is 2A plus minus 3B? That doesn't even mean anything. It's subtract X. How do I even do that? Anyway, I ended up having to... Uh, <clears throat> withdraw from algebra a couple times at my community college and then I just stopped trying to take it all together and I stopped trying to take algebra all together for the same reason Joe Biden's going to skip that cognitive test the exact same reason because he can't pass (laughs) he can't pass all right I mean look why Michelle well Dems read poll numbers too. 76% of voters have major or moderate concerns about Biden not having the mental and physical health for a second term. 76%. Here's Hillary Clinton, the ultimate political animal. She doesn't say anything unless it's been poll tested 8 million times. I mean, I, you know, I talk to people in the White House all the time yeah. and, you know, they know it's an issue. But as I like to say, look, it's a legitimate issue. It's a legitimate issue for Trump, who's only three years younger, right? So it's an issue. Ouch. Here's noted communist Paul Begala on CNN. Look, uh, I'm a Biden supporter, I, and I slept like a baby last night. I woke up every two hours crying and went to bed. Uh, this, is, this is terrible for Democrats, and anybody with a functioning brain knows that. And in case that's not bad enough, the White House's defense of Joe... They're getting lamer and lamer and lamer by the day. What is the White House strategy to try and change that perception? So, look, we're going to continue to lead on leadership, right? We're going to continue to focus on what this president has been able to get done. I'm sorry, I can't. We're going to continue to lead on leadership. (laughs) What does that mean? What is the White House strategy to try and change that perception? So, look, we're going to continue to lead on leadership, right? We're going to continue to focus on what this president has been able to get done, uh, what the president has been able to get done uh, on behalf of of the American people. Uh, and look, I'll quote a little bit of uh, what the First Lady said, uh, I think incredibly well, just a couple days ago. Uh, the President Biden does more in one hour than most people do in a day. His age with experience. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Jesse, in my opinion, Republicans should stay out of getting rid of Biden. Don't suggest the 25th Amendment. Let them get rid of their own. The media has been covering for him for three years. It, uh, look, tangibly. Oh, and they, they finish off by saying, any, another question, why do you call VP Harris Dome? Well, I'm not going to answer that last one, but the first one, look, when we talk about 25th Amendment for Biden, let me just say politically you're correct. It's stupid to even try to get rid of him. He's a liability. He's a millstone around the neck of their party. He can't talk. He's mean. Look, people are finally starting to see how mean he is, too. The dude is just mean. For months when you were asked about your age, you would respond with the words, watch me. Many American people have been watching, and they have expressed concerns about your age. That is your judgment. That is your judgment. That's your judgment, idiot. (laughs) Anyway, but... Politically, we don't want him gone. When we talk about Joe Biden, though, when I talk about him, 
and how he can't be there anymore. I just say that because I love my country and the world is watching. And I know, look, Dome is catching all kinds of heat today because she went to the Wall Street Journal and said, I'm, I am ready to, quote, I'm ready to serve. There's no question about that. So she didn't shoot it down. She didn't do the good soldier thing of, well, there's no need because Joe Biden is just such a great guy. Like she didn't, she didn't say that. But I don't want President Dome either. The president of the United States of America has to be able to form coherent thoughts. And it's not that Dome is some Mensa member either. I get that, but it has to be a fully functional adult. Now, don't you think that's a decent baseline, right? I think that's, a, is that asking too much <laughs> in this day and age? Correct, Michael. Yeah, maybe it is. All right. Let's talk about why Joe Biden's frustrated with, my, with uh, Garland and that system membership card. Next. What, Chris? We can make jokes. It's fine. You got that right. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Monday. Remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, whatever you want. Now, let's talk about Mayorkas. You see, the system may be pushing Joe Biden out, but Mayorkas is in a little bit of a different situation, you see. Mayorkas is the Secretary of Defense. I'm sorry, Secretary of Homeland Security. Homeland Security Secretary of Defense. Homeland Security Secretary. As Homeland Security Secretary, part of his job is to secure the border because he's over the Border Patrol. But because he's an America-hating communist like the rest of the Biden regime, he got into office and opened up the border on purpose. Remember, not an accident. Opened it up on purpose. Now he's facing an impeachment. Uh, You should know, I am hearing that the chances this impeachment is going to go through this week is they're going to have another impeachment vote. I'm hearing that the chances are better this time. I didn't, I didn't, I was not told it was solid because I asked, I said, how solid are you on that? And he said, don't take it to the bank. I like our chances more this time is what that's verbatim what I was told today by a member of Congress. So take that. Mayorkas is lamely attempting to defend himself. Do you bear responsibility for what is happening at the border, what the president himself has called a crisis? It certainly is a crisis, and we don't bear responsibility for a broken system, and we're doing a tremendous amount within that broken system. But fundamentally, fundamentally, Congress is the only one who can fix it. Notice how, we'll we'll come back to Mayorkas here in a second, notice how they never tell you what's fundamentally broken about it. They just love to use that word. It's like that other commie, commie term they love, best practices. Whenever they get discovered doing horrible things. Well, we're just doing best, best practices. We're determining best practices. They love to talk about the border when they say, and they call it fundamentally broken. You know why they say it that way? Because communists lie about everything at all times. And they understand if they were to go on camera and say... We don't like that we enforce any immigration laws at all. The United States of America is a wretched, evil place, and we're trying to burn it to the ground. And so we want every illegal in the world to flood into this country to help shore up votes and power for us and bring about the destruction of the country we hate so much. They understand if they were to say that on the news, they wouldn't get elected. So instead, they try to use terms that will calm older Democrats and independents down. That's what they want. You see, well, set your, set your liberal Aunt Peggy aside for a moment. Set her aside for a moment. Let's talk about older Democrats. 
This does not apply to all of them, but it's it's the case for a lot of them. I'm talking 60, 70-year-old Democrats. Maybe these are your parents or whoever. Older Democrats. Older Democrats came up in an era, the JFK era, where, yes, Democrats would be more pro-union or something like that, but certainly not America-hating communists trying to burn it down. And your parents, they still vote Democrat every time. But it's really, 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 really important for the communists who are currently in power to never have your parents find out that they're actually communists and they support communism now. They don't want to think that about themselves. They don't want to think that about who they elect. So when they go on television, they sound so reasonable and so moderate. Behind closed doors, it's all about how much the country sucks and America's evil and racist and horrible. And we should just, everyone should get to take a steaming dump on this wretched place. But grandpa's 75 and he fought in the war and he doesn't like that kind of talk. So instead you have to go on the news and talk about how the border's just fundamentally broken. That doesn't mean anything. But for grandpa, at least he can walk away Comforted by the lie that they're trying. Anyway, back to the system membership card. Mayorkas is DHS. He's underneath Joe Biden. To this point, Mayorkas has not been thrown under the bus by the Biden administration. And so he's being the best boy possible. He's such a good boy. I almost want to scratch him behind the ears. He's such a good boy. Especially when I heard him go on the news and say that. The this. most difficult part about a meeting with President Biden is preparing for it because he is sharp, intensely probing, and detail-oriented and focused. <laughs> Nobody believes that. That's so embarrassing. Yes, uh, super sharp. I mean, let's, let's hear it again. I mean, majorly sharp. The most wow. difficult part <laughs> about a meeting with President Biden is preparing for it because he is sharp, intensely probing and detail-oriented and focused. You know what? I shouldn't have laughed at him. I've seen Joe Biden talk, and I can see it. You want about sharp, prepared, focused? Imagine sitting down and have to try to prepare for a meeting with this. I, uh, um... Sharp. Anyway. And focused. I don't want to... I don't want to... Maybe choose my words. I was just thinking, uh, uh, the, anyway. I just, look, I mean. Putin's kleptocracy. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite one. I had to let him. Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, like, like, the, like he nailed it. Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> All right focus you have to talk about why they're angry with Merrick Garland and we have to talk about emails neuroscience I'll be a huge neuroscience guy you know that pro sports so much more let's talk about pure talk though it's oftentimes difficult oftentimes impossible to put your money where your morals are what are you going to do you're at a friend's house he turned on the big game yesterday what are you going to do run out screaming this is what it is but switching your cell phone service is the easiest, most painless way you can put your money where your morals are. The big cell phone carriers, the AT&Ts of the world and T-Mobile and Verizon, 
they hate us so much. They take the money we give them and they spend it on causes we despise. The truth is you and me through corporate America fund a lot of the evil in this country. You can change your cell phone provider in 10 minutes. You don't have to run down to the store. You don't have to wait in line. 10 minutes on the phone with Pure Talk. That's all it takes. They'll handle everything through the mail. You keep your phone. You keep your number. They are pleasant to speak to. They love this country. While the other people are given to Planned Parenthood, Pure Talk's busy tackling veteran suicide. Their CEO is a veteran. Isn't that the kind of company you want to support? And you'll spend less, significantly less. All it takes to switch is dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. Pound 250, say Jesse Kelly. Switch to Pure Talk. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. If you miss a single second of the Jesse Kelly Show, you'll die. You need to go download the podcast on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. All right. And on iTunes, leave a five star rating and review talking about how handsome I am. One last thing on that shooter, the Lakewood Church shooter in Houston. A lot of people are pointing out the fact. This dude, is it a dude? Do we know yet? Is it a dude? Is it a woman? Whatever. Whatever this tranny thing is, I, I can't figure Why it out. Why are you gay? It's from El Salvador. He's listed as white, non-Hispanic on the police report. White, non-Hispanic. And a lot of people are up in arms about this. How does this happen? Why did this happen? Listen, we've talked about this before. Let's talk again. Racism. Racism is bad, It's not the greatest evil in the world, but it's bad, right? It's bad. Now, in America, you would think it's the greatest evil in the world, but it's bad. But there are different kinds of racism, lots of different kinds of racism. If I I run into a, a dude who hates white people, and he tells me, I hate white people. White people suck. White people are evil. Well, honestly, that's not a big deal. It's really not, because I'll just avoid that person. I won't hang out with him. I won't talk with him. I won't work with him. I'll just go away. If you're a black person and you run into a white person who hates you, just avoid him. Stay away. That's not a big deal. What is a very, very big deal is systemic racism. Black people have gone through that in this country. There are black people listening to the sound of my voice, especially older ones who've lived through that. Now, what is the difference there? Well, if I'm a racist, I just hate black people. It's easy to avoid me. But if if the system itself, if the institutions become racist, well, where does that leave me? If I'm in America, and this is back when black people were treated like second-class citizens here, I always I can't get a school. I can't get in the school I want. I can't get the job I want. I can't eat at the restaurant I want. I, the law enforcement apparatus is against me. That's systemic racism. I can't escape it. I can't get out from underneath the justice system. I can't avoid the corporate world. I gotta eat out. I got. I can't escape systemic racism. That's really evil. What you're seeing happen now in the United States of America is that has been completely flipped over against white people. And again, if anybody finds this offensive, keep in mind, I don't give a crap. It is. Why is a tranny shooter walks in, shoots up a church, shoots a little boy? Why is this person from El Salvador listed as white, non-Hispanic? Because we have in place in this country 
a now systemic racism against white people from top to bottom, including law enforcement. Everything in this country is now designed to treat white people like second-class citizens and minorities as saintly heroes who can do no wrong, and that's why they manipulate law enforcement stats. And to be honest, they've been doing it for years. The FBI has been doing it for years because at any cost, the minorities have to be protected and the white people have to be crapped on. It's really not more complicated than that. Whoever the scumbag communist was who came up with this little police report at the Houston PD, he sat down, he looked at the tranny from El Salvador, and he thought to himself, well, that's not going to work. They're not the saintly minorities. There's got to be a way we can dump on white people here. We'll just make him white. Sounds good. You've seen this a million times before. I know everyone's going to get mad at me about that. I don't give a crap. What I just said is 100% true. The racism against white people is becoming systemic. It is now something they feel comfortable saying out loud on the news. Entertainers feel comfortable doing it. Universities will openly, openly brag about it. They'll brag about Corporations will brag about it. How many CEOs have I played for you recently? Mark Cuban CEO. We got rid of all these whiteies and, and leadership. Remember the United CEO. We had way too many white pilots. We're trying to dump all those, get some women and some black pilots in here. They brag about the systemic racism, and systemic racism is a really, really, really big deal. And it's not unique to America. The history of the world in many, 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 many societies is a certain class of people being treated as lesser by the nation where they live. It's, it's happened a million times before. Choose your skin color or religion and they've gone through it. It's happened to all peoples at some point in time and it's all really bad. Again, it's because you can't escape it once it becomes systemic. If it's a person, if it's people, I can leave. I can avoid. I can just not go there. If it's the legal system, the corporate system, the military, the, the, the college entrance system, the, then it becomes something I cannot escape. That's why they do what they do. White House frustration with Garland grows. This is one of the more jaw-dropping articles I've seen in, in quite some time. What an admission. Remember, I, I know we've gone so far from where we're supposed to be that we can kind of forget what a normal country operates like. But everyone does understand that the attorney general, yes, he's, he's nominated by the president. And then he's approved or not approved by the Senate. However, he doesn't work on behalf of the president's political agenda. He doesn't do that. That's not what's done. The DOJ has been kicking in the doors of pro-lifers since Roe versus Wade got overturned. Wrap your mind around how insane that is. No matter how you stand, where you stand on the pro-life issue, you got mad about a Supreme Court ruling? So you started using your authority to arrest pastors? You can't do that. But the White House, do you know why they're angry with Merrick Garland? They're angry. Well, well, here it is. 
Quote, what Democrats do is they bend over backwards to not look partisan. Man, what a world these people live in. And then they end up hiring people that are partisan, but in the other direction, said a Biden donor granted anonymity to speak freely about the top law enforcement official in the country. There's no question in my mind the villain here is Merrick Garland. And then when you dig into this article, they're extremely upset that Merrick Garland, they're upset with him for a few different reasons. They're very upset that he has not prosecuted Donald Trump faster than he has. Wrap your mind around that. They're upset that he hasn't prosecuted Donald Trump faster than he has. These people, they really can't, they really can't shake the, the despotism off of them. They can't shape the communism off of them. It's, it's who they are. Um, that's not how it's supposed to work. And I realize in this demented era of communist American politics that that's how it will work now in the future. And I think a lot of people on the right have fooled themselves about that. They think once Donald Trump is gone that this will stop or it will slow down. Uh, they won't do it again to the next guy. They w- No, 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 no. This is how business is done now in America. This is why people think I'm extreme or over the top when I do things like call for Republican AGs to arrest Democrats in response to our people being arrested. They think I'm just being nasty or, or I'm trying to blow this thing up. I'm trying to save this system. You have got to nip this in the bud now, or this is simply how every Democrat president is going to operate. Everyone is going to have his AG go after his Republican uh, Republican opponent every single time. And people don't think that's true. They think this era is going to pass. The communist doesn't go backwards. He has his power now. He uses it. All right. A couple other things and headlines I didn't get to. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show before we check out of here. But we will be back, of course, to do it again tomorrow. NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and other pro leagues push to secure gun control. NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, MLS, NBA, and NASCAR sent a letter to Congress supporting gun control. Remember this. Corporate America got taken over by dirty America-hating communists because of the education system. This is why we talk about school board races all the time. They're not a small thing. It's a huge thing. They're everything. The communist has long understood that his ability to educate our children, to teach them to hate you, hate this country, hate anything decent, that is his true strength. And those kids, they didn't, contrary to what we were told forever, they didn't graduate and promptly turn Republican the second they got a paycheck. No, they left college as committed communists, and they took that into the corporate world. And that quickly infected the sports world because the sports world is a major corporate world. Did you enjoy the Black National Anthem yesterday? That's the corporate world. That's what you get. You want to talk about keeping up your system membership card. I thought Mayorkas was trying to keep his system membership card with this little bit. The most difficult part about a meeting with President Biden is preparing for it because he is sharp, intensely probing and detail oriented and focused. Yeah. Um, Well, that's not the most embarrassing thing you've heard all day. 
The most embarrassing system membership card earn earnership. That's definitely not a word, but I'm going to use that word from now. Recipient. Recipient. No, that's not what I'm trying to say, Michael. I'm trying to say this person has a system membership card and they're trying to keep it. Retainment. Retainment. That's it. Dang. I, gosh, I'm, I forget sometimes that I'm a world famous author who wrote the anti-communist manifesto. What, Michael? That you can purchase at jessekellybook.com. A New York Times writer named Sharon Ragnanath. That's definitely not how you say it, but I don't know. I don't, I don't speak that. I only speak American. I'm a neuroscientist. We're thinking about Biden's memory and age in the wrong way. You want to talk about somebody who's trying to get their kids into a good college? I'm telling you what. All right, let's get to some emails before we get to headlines. Before we do that, let's. Listen to Rand Paul once again rant and rave about the billions they're taking overseas. Open the champagne, pop the cork. The Senate Democrat leader and the Republican leader are on the way to Kiev. They've got $60 billion they're bringing. I don't know if it'll be cash in pallets, but they're taking your money to Kiev. Now, they didn't have much time, really no time and no money to do anything about our border. We're being invaded. A literal invasion's coming across our border. 800,000 people came illegally in the last month. Yeah, do you have gold yet or silver? Listen, here's one of the great parts about getting some gold coins or silver coins from Oxford Gold Group. You know, you know at some point in time, the gold coins or silver coins you buy will be used by someone in your family. How do you know that? Well, look, let's say you call Oxford, you deal with their wonderful customer service, get some gold delivered to your front door, and you stash it. You don't need a bank vault. It's not gold bars, or it's just coins for normal people, and you stash it. And let's say this economy writes the ship. Everything kind of works out. Things work out and everything goes well, and you never use it. Okay, that's a good thing. Well, the coins don't go stale. It's not a bag of chips. They remain incredibly valuable and an awesome thing to hand down to your loved ones. What if they need it? Or their children? Or their children after them? It's wild, but it's a guarantee what you get from Oxford Gold Group will be needed by somebody. It's true. Call them. Let them take care of you. 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. Oxford Gold Group. All right. Jesse. Actually, he says, Lord Commander Kelly. I had an epiphany this morning in reference to Fidel Castro and the Marielle boat lift, which occurred between April 15th and October 31st, 1980. It resulted in over 125,000 Cuban asylum seekers migrating to the United States Castro had used this as an opportunity to clear out his prisons of murderers and serial killers, so on and so forth. Based on our current porous borders in the United States, do you believe the world is shipping us their criminals, effectively turning the United States into a global prison colony? Brother, they are. Of course they are. You, know, you want to know one of the first ways you can tell is when they gang up immediately when they get here. Venezuela, remember, Venezuela is a socialist nation now. The, they sit on top of the world's largest oil reserves. They essentially sit on a gigantic pot of liquid gold, 
and the people are starving to death. They can't feed their people. They're starving to death. It's a really, really bad thing. And so just like Castro, when that happens, these socialist countries, they try to figure out how to unload dead weight. And they actually encourage people sometimes to leave, especially criminals, the ones they really don't want there, the ones who steal, the ones who cause unrest. They turn them loose. They send them away. Of course they're doing that. If you're anywhere. It could be Venezuela, somewhere in Africa, Middle East. If you're China, because we know a bunch of people in China are coming over. If you're China, setting aside the ones that I'm worried have military training, China is economically in very deep trouble too. I mean, speaking of gold, China has been hoarding gold too because their economy is in bad, bad shape. So they've just been buying up all this gold. They've got all kinds of debt. It's a really, really bad situation. China has to deal with feeding its citizens too. They can't risk an unruly population of a billion people. As powerful as the CCP is, you can't have that many people that angry or you might find yourself dead. That's how it ends up working. So ship them over here. How much does it actually cost? Throw a bunch of Chinese people in some shipping containers, give them some bread and water, put them on a ship, Point them towards Mexico and say, give our, give the United States our best when you get there. Of course they're doing that. That's part. It's only part, but it's part of why illegal immigration is so bad. The vile criminal animals that come with it. Even the people who are coming here to, to send money back home or, or get a job or, or live the American dream or whatever that may be. Not that those people are any less illegal, by the way. They're illegal too and need to be deported. But the criminal element seizes on this, and they always have. This is something that nation we've gone through it. Look, the Italian mafia. How many mafia stories have you heard me tell on this show? Because I love them. So many of them began in Sicily. They began over in Italy. And they got in trouble over there. Got crossways with the law over there. Hop on a boat. Get to America. Gang up and loot the place. That happens. All right. We're going to do it again tomorrow. You can email me, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.